This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. Welcome to another episode of the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. A couple weeks ago, I introduced a segment where I played some vintage national and local radio ads. I'm going to continue that with this episode. Remember, these commercials are for nostalgic purposes. None of these companies are sponsors of this podcast. This week, I've chosen the most popular advertisement campaign Coca-Cola ever produced. This 1971 Coca-Cola commercial is one I think everyone over a certain age will remember. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I like to teach the world to sing. Sing with me. Now, this local vintage radio advertisement. We really are bragging on Van White Volkswagen. Get the best of service after a sale at Van White Volkswagen. Another year, another beautiful bug. The same but different. They look about the same as ever, but of course they've changed under it all. Why not buy two? It's a great way to start a joint account at Van White's. 7-Eleven Oak Street. Your Volkswagen dealer. The Giant. The subject for this episode is a story I vaguely remember. I recall there was a twist, but I couldn't remember exactly what that twist was. After researching this incident, I was surprised to learn that there are two twists to this story, one occurring just a few years ago. This episode is about a man who shot a Bakersfield police officer outside Rubens Bar in 1988. Rubens was a popular restaurant nightclub in the mid to late 1980s. It was located near where Chick-fil-A on Stockdale Highway now sits. This is BPD Officer Down. Late on the night of Wednesday, May 4, 1988, Bakersfield police officers were dispatched to Rubens Bar on the corner of Stockdale Highway and California Avenue. The call was for a man in the bar parking lot harassing customers. 
Officer R.J. Morris, a 10-year veteran with the Bakersfield Police Department, was the first to arrive on scene. He pulled his patrol car near the entrance of the bar. He exited the vehicle to talk to the bar employees who made the initial call. The manager of Rubens and the two female patrons who were harassed by this person quickly pointed out the man to Officer Morris. The man by this time was a distance away from the business, but still in the parking lot. Officer Morris got back into his patrol car and drove over to the man. When Morris got close to him, he put his cruiser in park and exited. The officer attempted to approach the man, but he kept walking. He ordered the man to stop. The man refused to comply. Morris made his way over to the defiant man to attempt to take him into custody. The man continued to be uncooperative. A scuffle occurred. During this altercation, the man reached into his waistband and pulled out a handgun. The man fired two rounds. Officer Morris fell backwards onto the pavement of the parking lot. He'd been struck. Even though Morris had been hit, he managed to return fire. Morris fired four rounds as the assailant fled south across Stockdale Highway. Rookie officer Greg Bianchi arrived on scene at almost exactly the same time Morris was firing his weapon. Officer Bianchi witnessed the gunman run towards and across Stockdale Highway. We got an officer down here. We're going to definitely back. Bianchi radioed an officer was down and to dispatch medical aid. All available BPD units raced to the scene, Code 3, using emergency lights and sirens. While medical aid was rendered to Officer Morris, a perimeter was set up around the neighborhood south of Stockdale Highway, the area where the shooter was witnessed fleeing into. This neighborhood is densely populated with apartment complexes. Officer Morris was transported to Bakersfield Memorial Hospital. He'd been hit with a single bullet. Law enforcement presence in the area swelled to include 30 BPD units, 9 units from the Sheriff's Office, and 8 from the CHP. Officers sealed off the area from Stockdale Highway to Bell Terrace and Taylor Street to South Montclair. Two Sheriff K-9 units were dispatched to help search for the gunman. About an hour into this manhunt, the Kern County Sheriff's helicopter arrived in the vicinity to assist in the search. This large police presence stirred the curiosity of area residents. People stood in their doorways on balconies and peered out windows to watch the manhunt unfold. Hey, hey guys. Have you all seen someone like running really hard? Well, somebody just shot a, a cop. So y'all need to go inside if you can. As word began to spread about why there were so many cops in their neighborhood, that there was a dangerous gunman on the loose, with reason, residents were on edge. People began calling in to police every little thing they heard or saw that was out of the ordinary. Officers were sent to multiple apartment units to investigate a suspicious noise or to check out an unfamiliar face. One apartment manager called in to report a door ajar. All of these reports turned out to be nothing. The suspect was described as a white male, approximately 30 to 40 years of age, about 6 feet tall, weighing around 200 pounds. 
and he had a receding hairline. At about 3.30 in the morning of Thursday, May 5th, about four hours after the initial shooting, the search was scaled down. With the exception of four black and white BPD cars, all other law enforcement officers left the area. As for Officer R.J. Morris, he was wounded by a single bullet. He was lucky. Bakersfield Police Lieutenant Thurston Moore said the 38 caliber bullet went through the officer's shoulder, just, just below his bulletproof vest, then traveled to his back. Doctors at Memorial Hospital were able to remove the slug. At dawn the day after the shooting, 15 Bakersfield police officers were back out in the neighborhood searching again for the gunman. They went door-to-door, questioning residents if they'd seen anything the night before or earlier that morning. Authorities described the situation as an all-out department effort. The entire police department was assigned to try and develop information on this case. Finally, at 3.30 that afternoon, acting on a citizen's tip, police detained a suspect. This suspect was a 36-year-old man named William Webb. He fit the description of the man who shot Officer Morris and was taken into custody. The three witnesses who saw the shooter, Officer Morris, himself, and the two women outside Rubens Bar, all positively identified William Webb as the man who shot Officer Morris. Webb was arrested. He was scheduled to be arraigned that next Tuesday, so the primary and only suspect in the shooting of a Bakersfield police officer remained in jail all weekend. Then, on Monday, the Bakersfield Police Department got a phone call that changed everything. A man called BPD to inform them that the suspect sitting in jail for the almost deadly attack on Officer Morris was the wrong person. This man calling in claimed his mentally deficient adult son confessed to the shooting. The Bakersfield Californian ran a story about the shooting. Accompanying this newspaper article was a picture of William Webb, the suspect police arrested. When this 33-year-old mentally deficient man saw the headline, he asked his dad to read him the article. After reading the article to his son, the son told the father he was the one who shot the police officer. At first, the father didn't believe him until he went to check his gun, a 38 caliber handgun, and noticed it was missing two bullets. The son initially told his parents he wanted to turn himself in, but then he changed his mind and said he'd rather kill himself. That's when the father called the Bakersfield Police Department. This man's name was Randy Wayne Adams. Like I said, he was a 33-year-old, mentally challenged. He lived with his parents in an apartment on Hunter Avenue in the same neighborhood the assailant ran into after the shooting. After being arrested, Adams first told investigators the gun accidentally discharged when he was struggling with Officer Morris. 
Later, he told investigators that he fired at the officer because he knew he wasn't supposed to have a gun and was afraid he'd get in trouble. William Webb, the first suspect, the wrong suspect, was released from jail the following day. That was in 1988. I don't know how long Randy Adams served in prison for shooting and wounding Officer R.J. Morris. But according to court records, Adams was arrested again here in Kern County in 1999, and again in 2004 and 2005. They were for various crimes, thefts, manufacturing a weapon, those types of crimes. So by 1999, he was out of prison. But remember at the beginning I told you there were two twists to this story? The first twist was that an innocent person was arrested for a crime Adams committed. The second twist is that Randy Adams died in 2017 at the age of 61. He was living with his brother in an apartment on Christmas Tree Lane in Northeast Bakersfield. He was found dead in the apartment and his brother was arrested in connection to his death. However, three days later, he was released from custody after the autopsy determined Randy Adams died from natural causes. Resources used for this story, the Bakersfield Californian, KGET News, 23ABC News, and KBAK News. This is Robert Peterson. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. Stay safe, stay out of trouble. Don't become a future episode of the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'll be back next week.